Life can be hard, and sometimes you just need an internet bestie to help you out. That's where I come in. Welcome to the Dear Imani Podcast, an advice-based show that reminds you to put yourself first and live in your purpose. And don't worry, I'll always give you the real tea. Need advice or have a story? Send me a message on our Instagram at Podcast or DearImani.com. Tune in every Friday for a new episode. See you there. Sincerely, Imani. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Dear Imani. I'm your host, Imani, obviously. So, one, I hope you guys had an amazing Halloween weekend. I loved seeing everyone's costumes and their parties. Like, I've been watching Halloween vlogs on YouTube the past couple of days and watching everyone's TikToks, and I love the fact that we can see everything now on TikTok. Like, watching all these kids be super hilarious during trick-or-treating or not knowing how to trick-or-treat and just all the fun videos we got to see this weekend from kids just being kids it's just been hilarious but I hope you guys have had an amazing weekend and can you guys believe it's already November like where did the time go the year went by so freaking fast we just closed our Halloween parade at Disney and we're already in rehearsals in overnight so we've been in rehearsals but we're in overnights because the Christmas season opens at Disneyland literally next week that's how fast this year is moving I can't believe it's November we're already getting past the first week and it makes me think like how are your guys's New Year's resolutions coming along because child is crazy in these streets like the year is almost up and I'm about to be looking at my resolutions like sis did you do it or did you not <laughs> okay like I feel like this is a great point for you guys to go check on those New Year's resolutions and see what you checked off that list. The good part about goals is that you don't need to have an end date, so you can just keep going. Like, if you didn't reach a goal for the end of this year, you just add that to the next year's goal and you just keep on going. I think New Year's resolutions are just a a place for us to write it down, to manifest it, to believe in ourselves and believe that we can do it. And if it doesn't happen, you can continue to work towards that for the next year, so... Just keep that in mind, y'all. So for today's episode, we are going to just be chatting it up about reality TV and specifically Love is Blind because that is what I have been watching. And if you don't watch reality TV, this will still be a good episode to listen to because who doesn't like to hear messy, hear messiness? Like, I know there's people out there, they're like, I hate reality TV. I don't watch reality TV. Oh my gosh, such trash television. But then they're the main ones all up uh, close on the TV when it's on. You know, you know exactly who I'm talking about. It's like a lot of dads out there that, that that do that. A lot of boyfriends that do that. Cough, cough, mine sometimes. So first of all, reality TV is what keeps us unified as a society, in my opinion. When you think about all of the funniest clips, gifts, memes, they're coming from reality TV shows. Like back in the day, we can think of ones like Jersey Shore or all the love shows that were on MTV, the shows that really paved the way for what humor is today. And then now we have a shit ton of reality TV shows, obviously. But I really do feel like it unifies us because that's something that we all can talk about and all talk mess on. And then we start, we have the same heroes, the same villains, and it just becomes a good time on the internet when everyone's watching the same reality TV show. So that's why I really do like Netflix too, because Netflix feels like family, right? Like when you are looking on Twitter or TikTok or Instagram and everyone's talking about the same show, it's like, wow, look at us just all on our big couch together as a country. 
I don't know. I just always like that. But that's one of my re that's one of my main reasons why I like reality TV. My other reason is just because it's just drama. Like my life personally is not filled with drama. Therefore, I kind of like to watch it on TV with other people because then you're like, wow, glad that's not me. Or if your life is filled with the drama, then you look at reality TV and you're like, wow, at least in my life isn't that bad. Or wow, I feel like I can relate to this person because I'm going through the same thing. So you see, like it really unifies people. Like I kind of briefly said, Alex hates reality TV shows. He doesn't want to watch them because he personally just feels like it's a waste of time and energy is bad. And I feel like he takes it a little bit more personal opposed to I just watch it for what it is, which is trash TV. And that's it. I go to sleep at night well, knowing that I watch the worst television show possible. And I just love it. But he does not mess with it at all. Luckily, my mom watches them. So we can chat or like we'll call each other and talk about it. Um, and then when she's in town, we'll watch reality TV because that's like my favorite genre to watch. Like if we're sitting down eating dinner, I'm trying to watch a reality TV show. Alex is trying to watch a movie and like something probably good. And I'm trying to watch Love is Blind. I'm trying to watch Too Hot to Handle. I'm trying to watch The Ultimatum. Like I'm trying to watch reality television. And I feel like I literally watch all of them. Like the ones I listed above and then... You know, all the super messy ones are my favorite ones, but the best ones were the one back in the day. Like, what I really got into reality TV was because of Flavor Flav and I Love New York and Shot of Love with Tila Tequila and Rock Love and just all those, like, TBT, throwback reality TV shows that, like I said, paved the way for reality television today. And I used to watch those as a kid. So, of course, growing up, I was going to love all the mess of TV Oh, another honorable mention, Bad Girls Club. That one is iconic. Iconic. Love that show. They should really bring that back, honestly. I feel like it would be so good and ratchet. But I will say, because of social media, reality TV is so different now. And that's something that I think is the biggest difference is because now everyone knows what kind of fame or clout that comes out of reality shows. So I feel like it's I feel like it's good. Like, I think all the reality shows I watch today are really good, but they're not as, like, like I don't know, grungy or, like, raw and authentic, I feel like, because of social media. Like, the shows I listed before, Flavor Flav, all those shows, or even when a show is new, like, Love is Blind is a new show, and it's already so different than the first season. And that's just because now the people, the contestants, understand what the show is, what to expect out of the show, what kind of clout you're probably going to get after the show. They just know what to expect. And in old school reality TV, we didn't have all this social media, so therefore it was a different time um, and different era for reality TV. So... A good example of this too is like The Bachelor. I didn't start watching The Bachelor until more recent years, but I'm sure all of you Bachelor and Bachelorette fans out there can probably agree that the first season of The Bachelor is completely different than today's Bachelor. And I feel like that is why it's probably not doing us well with views is because people have picked up on the fact that so many people go on there for clout and to be Instagram famous. And it really does show on the show you know like you can just tell like certain people are trying to have this certain kind of personality so they can become the next bachelor or bachelorette or so they can be the villain or the, so, so they can be the one that's most liked I just feel like people create this persona of themselves because they understand what comes out of reality tv and that's what makes it a little bit cringy or annoying to watch it now and I feel like that's what I've noticed on my even through the past years I've watched the bachelor some of the girls or the guys competing for the bachelorette 
I'm just like, y'all are really annoying, some of you, because you can just tell you're there for, quote unquote, the wrong reasons, which is why I would be there. I've said that before. Like, if I was, I would, if I was single, I would go on The Bachelor to try to become The Bachelorette. So I don't even blame, I don't even blame you guys for that, honestly. But anyway, reality TV is a gym. And if you don't like it, then you might not care for this episode, but I promise you'll like it because everybody likes mess. It's just a fact. Sorry. Like you cannot tell me you don't like a little bit of drama. Let's be real because think about in high school when you saw there was a fight or something outside in the courtyard, you probably were out there because it's giving drama. If your friend has some tea to spill at brunch, you're going to be listening, right? Because everyone likes a little bit of tea and drama. So even if you don't like Love is Blind or you haven't watched it, stick around because you're going to be like, dang, this show is messy sometimes. But if you do watch Love is Blind and you are caught up, then you are going to enjoy this episode. I actually wrote a bunch of notes of my thoughts while I was watching the show and I posted it on Instagram and a lot of you were agreeing with everything I had to say. So I was like, let me just talk about this on the podcast so I can really get my thoughts out. So if you are new to Love is Blind, you don't know what it is, you've never seen it before. Basically, it's a reality show that's aired just a couple years ago. And I actually believe during the pandemic, actually. So it's fairly, fairly new in the reality TV world. And the premise of the show is that you don't see who you are dating. So that's why it's called Love is Blind. So the question is, is love blind? So how it starts is there's girls and there's guys and they're separated into two rooms and they stay together. The girls stay together, the guys stay together. Then throughout the next days, they go on these pods and they interact with each other and they don't see each other. So... I mean, there's like a wall between them or like a room between them or whatever, but they're communicating through pods where you cannot visually see the person you're talking to. All you hear is the voice. And so they do this for like, I feel like a week or 10 days or something. And they're in these pods and they're all dating one another, going in and out of the pods and just getting to know each other. And what makes it actually kind of juicy is because like I mentioned, they all are staying together in rooms. So therefore, like when the girls are all together, they're like, oh my God, I really like this guy. And then another girl's like, wait, that's the guy I kind of had a connection with the most. So then it gets a little bit awkward. So that's the part of the storyline that kind of makes it juicy too. And then the same thing happens in the boys side of like I guess we can call them Billis but the same thing happens in the boy side too where they're kind of talking like oh my god I like this girl another guy likes a girl so that's where the that's where the drama first that's where the drama first can kind of start is right there so they're talking for like 10 days in the pods so as time goes on somebody proposes to somebody in the pods whoever they have the strongest connection with and at this point of the show most people have a strong connection with at least two people and then they just decide who they want to propose to. So that's an important thing to know for later in the podcast when we talk about the real tea. So then after everyone proposes, now it's time for the big reveal. So this is like a whole other episode in itself. They do this dramatic reveal when you see your, now your fiance for the first time ever, they open the doors and they usually come running together because they really feel like they're in love from all of this communication they've had in the pods and they've um, made such a huge bond with one another and they can finally hug each other and kiss each other and see each other and they're just ecstatic and it's just the most dramatic reveal ever, like the doors fly open and they're running towards each other. I feel like it's in slow motion sometimes, but that 
is basically the first chunk of the show. And that is what really makes it is love. That's what really makes it love is blind because you don't see each other for like 10 days. And then you finally reveal once you're already fiancés, which is insane when you think about it. Like imagine, imagine those of you that are engaged or married right now listening. If you didn't see your significant other that you are married to or engaged to right now until you were engaged. Like the other show, Married at First Sight, they don't see each other until they both, until the girl is coming down the aisle. That's the first time meeting on Married at First Sight. Like these shows are absolutely insane, but they're genius. Genius concepts. And that's why it makes it so entertaining, obviously. So they do the big reveal. And this is where it gets scary because what if you don't think someone is attractive, which we will get into because that does happen That does happen. And obviously that happens because one of the first things that you notice about someone when you think you like them is you are attracted to them. And beauty is in the eye of the beholder, obviously. So therefore, everyone's attracted to something different. But at the end of the day, you are attracted to somebody or something and you don't get the opportunity when you're in the pods, which is what makes this show so unique and interesting. So that's what I do like about the show is because you get to know someone before seeing them. So it kind of takes away those... It takes, it takes away those shallow thoughts that you might have and then it makes you have this deeper connection with someone before you actually see them or judge them. But what I don't like about the show is that you don't get to see the person because I just feel like I cannot be able to do that. I'll be so annoyed if those, if those gates flew open and it was just a man that I just did not think was cute. Like, I just don't think I can make that work. I don't know. Maybe that's mean of me. Actually, I don't think so. Everyone should be attracted to who they're dating So this season still has two episodes left and a reunion to air that's going to air, I think, November 9th. So there will be a lot more shocking things and drama to come out of this. But I literally could not go another day without discussing this with all y'all. Like this show has put me through the ringer. Today when I was watching the latest two episodes, I literally screamed at like the last thing that happened because I was so shocked. But yeah, there's two more There's two more episodes and a reunion left. But I wrote lots of notes as I watched the show, and I'm going to go through them all. But I do want to go through, before I go through my notes, go through the couples so you guys get a little bit better of a background of what's going on and who these people are. So I'm going to start with Brennan and Alexa. So Brennan is 32, Alexa is 27. Their age doesn't really matter. I don't know why I wrote that down. Anyway, they're the main couple that I am rooting for because I actually feel like they like each other. I feel like sometimes with these shows, you can like read through the screen and I'm like, they do not like each other. And then with the confessions and all of that that we see, I'm like, okay, they really don't like each other. Brennan and Alexa actually seem like they are compatible and that they genuinely have a love or like strong like for each other. And so I'm rooting for them the most, if I'm being honest. And I have a feeling that she does. Oh, the big part that I missed. So once they're once they're in, once they see each other and they're now fiancés, the next step is that they all go on a honeymoon together. So that's like a couple episodes of the honeymoon. And then the next step after that, they um, Love is Blind, like Netflix puts them in apartments together. So then now you live together for the first time. And then after that, the final phase, it, then the final phase is basically you go to the altar, you get married, and you either say yes or you say no. So the whole premise of the show, we're waiting to see are these people actually going to get married and stick it out or is love not blind and they're going to say no when they get to the altar. So I do feel like Alexa and Brennan will both say yes at the altar and I have this feeling that they're still together because Brennan's Instagram, like he looks way more swaggier than he was on the show and I feel like that is because of Alexa. 
The background with Alexa is Alexa is a thicker girl and sadly that made me bite my nails as I watched them communicate in the pods because Brennan is a slender white male and Alexa is a thicker woman of color and I just was not sure how this would turn out which is really sad obviously because it's like dang I was kind of bummed that I even felt that way because it shows like where society is and you know like how 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 people can be um and I was just so worried that he wasn't gonna like her for what she looked like and mind you she there's nothing wrong with her she's beautiful she's just thicker and she's not white and I was like okay I don't know if this is gonna work out for him um or yeah if he's gonna like this and if, if it's gonna work out for her but when they revealed when they were revealed to each other he was so happy and so and she was too like they were so happy to see each other and not once have he has he said anything about her body obviously like he he should he shouldn't like that should not be a conversation but he hasn't said anything there's been nothing to allude to that um they're just honestly like the happiest couple I feel like and I that just made me really happy because I know that I was stalking on TikTok and on Twitter to see if other people felt the same way and most people were really nervous about that reveal because we just know how people can be and then like society and all of that and I was just worried that he was gonna not be attracted to her which the only reason would have been it because she's okay not a size two or because she's not white and if that's what he was used to but that was also me just assuming what he was like which isn't isn't fair of course um but I'm glad that he proved all of us wrong because they are honestly the strongest couple okay next one is Cole and Zinib I believe that's how you say or they call her Zay but Zinib I believe that's how you say her name but Cole and Zinup. So first, when we first met Cole on the show, I mean, even his name sounds like a frat boy, but he is very much frat boy vibes, like how he talks, the jokes he makes, the the humor, just everything about him feels straight out of a frat house. And he seems young. He like, I remember him saying annoying things in the pods. And I was just like, okay, this is a child. Um, he had a connection with both Zinup, who is his fiance, the one that he proposed to, and a girl named Colleen. So Zinnab is a brown woman. I'm not sure her race exactly, but she is not white. Obviously, if you see her. And Cole is very much white frat boy. And this is going to play... The reason why I'm saying this is because it plays into something that happens later. So hold that into the back of your head. And this was definitely another moment of, okay, let's see how this goes when they meet each other. Just because we're judging off of race, we're judging off of vibes and like what we think someone would actually date in the real world. So when it comes to Zinnip, she has like a drier personality. And that's why I was like, so I was so shocked that they're the ones that ended up being together, like he proposed to her, because she's drier and she seems extra grown, like compared to Cole. Cole seems, like I said, frat boy and Zinnip seems super grown and like like she'll like she drinks wine every night, like that kind of vibe. And so personally, I don't really see them lasting. Even if they both say yes at the altar at the end, I just feel like they are not gonna last so long run because I'm like, what do you guys actually have in common? I have no idea. Okay, the next couple, Raven and SK. So Raven is literally drop dead gorgeous. Like she is stunning. And SK is Nigerian, so they have a lot of cultural differences, and we do see that play out. So that's my snippet on them. Mind you, I'm going to go through a bunch of notes of what I have discovered, my observations as I've watched this season so far, but I wanted to just talk about the characters, but characters, I'm like, it's like a game. Honestly, all reality shows are a game to me, even if they're love shows, like 
side note, I remember watching a season of The Bachelor and someone said they wanted to win. And then the person was so offended by the term win. They're like, it's not a game. And I'm like, yes, it's not a game, but like, come on, it's giving, it's giving video game. Like I'm literally watching this for entertainment. Anyway, anyway, it's obviously not a game. It's love, but I always say characters for some reason, but I'm just introducing you guys to all the characters and then we'll do a deeper dive of my thoughts on all of this shit because it's wild. Okay, so Matt and Colleen is the next couple. Colleen is a ballet dancer and she will not let you forget that, okay? And then Matt seemed nice, like, I don't know, he's just like, whatever, but I have thoughts on him now that I've, you know, watched the show. And then the last, but definitely not least, because this couple is something, and I feel like I probably have the most to say about this couple, Bartise and Nancy. Nancy is super sweet, very kind-hearted, you can tell. Bartise is... He's fine, I guess. He's young, only 25, and Nancy's in her 30s, so they do have that age gap a little bit. Um, and you can kind of tell, I feel like Bartiz tries his best to hold himself to be like this manly man that's a little bit older, but he definitely is 25. And boom, those are the characters. So that's a little bit about all the people on the show. And I'm going to go through my list that I wrote down. Like I said, I posted this on my Instagram story. And all of you that watch Love is Blind were agreeing with me. So I was like, okay, I know I'm on to something. Because I literally wrote down all my notes of what I have about this. What I have to say about this little show. Not my phone at 4%. Oh, well, okay. So the first note I have, Nancy's brothers are annoying. Okay, so Nancy is with Bartise. And I wrote this one down because when Bartise went to go meet Nancy's family and her brothers were there, they were grilling Bartise. And I and I get it, like when you're the only girl in the family or like that's what fathers do, they kind of grill the man, the brothers try to be like, what do you want with my sister type of vibe, which... I get it, but also I feel like so many men come across so annoying with that. It's like it's like when the when the dad brings out a shotgun and all this stuff. It's like, dude, it's really not that deep. I'm just trying to date your daughter, and your daughter wants to date me too. Like, it's really not that serious for you to be doing the most like this. And I feel like her brothers were doing the most. Like, he literally, he asked them, well, would you date her if she gained five, 400 pounds? It's like, what? Like, first of all, that's like, not even a real, like, obviously people do gain a lot of weight like that sometimes, but that's not a thing that's common, like, 400 pounds, come on, like, and he was kind of like, well, not really, like, I would want someone that wouldn't do that, and, like, would care enough about their health to not gain 400 pounds, insane, like, that's a stupid question to ask, so they were just asking dumb questions like that, and they just were really annoying, and they were really coming for him. And I was like, it's not that serious. Like, just ask normal questions so you can get to know the man and not interrogate him because you think that's the thing that you're supposed to do because you're her brother. So that was annoying. The next thing I have on here is that girl got money. So wait, first of all, these are all going to sound super random. And then I'm going to explain why I say that. And now that you know the characters a little bit more, is this will make more sense. So that girl got money. So who I'm talking about is Alexa and she is with, she is with Brennan. And when we first were introduced to, actually we kind of knew she had money because of her apartment was really nice. And they kind of alluded to it. Like when he went to her place for the first time, he was like, well, clearly you have like something because like almost like he wouldn't be able to afford that high rise building because she was living in a nice place. And then when we met her family, it was clear as day. The whole family looks like pure money, like pure money. The dad looks like money. The mom, the sisters, all of them look like money. The house is stunning. So we knew at that point that she had some coins on her. 
what I liked about them is that, well, one, Brennan seems like a regular guy. Like, he probably does well for himself, but he clearly doesn't have what her family has or what she has. But Alexa is so confident in her finances and in herself that it doesn't actually seem like it's an issue for them, at least for right now. Um, I feel like he has embraced the fact that this is the life that she has lived and was brought up like, and he'll do whatever he can to provide for her in the way he can. And they seem like they've had conversations like that, and her dad has talked about it. So I think everything's going to be okay, but there clearly is a difference with the financial lifestyle that they both have, which I hope that's not an issue in the future. But we all know that money make people act a little funny. So we'll see how that plant that you know how that turns out later. The next one, the abortion talk was good. Okay, so Nancy and Bartise, back to them. A lot of this stuff is in. <laughs> Nancy and Bartise had a conversation about abortion. So Nancy, I believe, is in the medical field or something like that. And she asked him the question: if we were to have if we, if we were to get pregnant. And we were able to find out that the baby had a severe, severe disability that was going to cause them to have a very different life and um, a lot of pain and financial burden and just a lot of, you know, just a lot of hardships that were really sad and the baby wouldn't even be able to live a fulfilled life. Would you want to have an abortion or would you be okay with that? And Bartiz's answer was no, like he would not be okay with that. He would never want to do that. And a part of me feels like he thought that's what she wanted to hear because she didn't answer it yet. But then when it was time for her answer, she basically said like she would get an abortion because since she, since she's worked in the medical field, she has seen the way that has um, affected families. And so she says she would get an abortion and okay. They disagreed with that. That's fine. But then they were talking about like women's rights to choose. And it kind of got into a conversation where he was like, I don't think that women should do it regardless, et cetera, et cetera. And she was like, I don't, I don't think it matters. Like you don't need to have been, it's like if a woman was raped or incest or anything, like those scenarios or in any scenario, it doesn't really matter. A woman has the right to choose what she wants to do with her body. And he was kind of like caught off guard by that. He thanked her for educating him, which also got on my nerves because like, I mean, I get everyone doesn't have to be woke and understand what's going on in the world, but it kind of annoys me that like when you're grown and you just don't know what's going on and someone has to educate you on the most simple thing, like women's rights, like, I don't know. That was a little bit annoying to me, but you know, everyone is not on the same page when it comes to human rights issues or politics, and you just can't be mad at people for that. And she handled it, she handled it gracefully because she was kind with her words and they had a good conversation. And the reason why I said the abortion talk was good was because that's a real conversation that you should be having. I feel like I feel like like going back to the pods. These are the questions that I would be asking right from the gate. I don't know if the producers or Netflix wants them to steer away from those kind of questions because obviously they have to get views and make a drama. So like, I see why they wouldn't want them to ask the hard hitting questions because they want you to get engaged and then go through those topics as you're already engaged and you're living together. And we can watch that and watch that play out as a viewer. But if I was like actually on the show, I would want to know like, What's your political party? I want to know why Why is that your political party? What's your stance on this? What's your stance on that? Because uh, some of those are deal breakers. Are, are you religious? Are you not religious? Like those are things that people should know before you're engaged, obviously. And they have so much time to communicate in the pods where it's like, might as well ask the hard questions now and get it over with before you step and start living with each other. But I kind of feel like that's a Netflix thing and they don't want them to ask the hard questions 
until we all get to watch it together, you know? But I think that was a good conversation because it's something that needed to be done. And on top of that, it it showed us a different side of Nancy. Like before this conversation, I thought Nancy was kind of annoying because she was just so... She was just so happy to be there, which was fine. But like Bartice, what didn't seem like he was into her. And I was just getting annoyed that she wasn't reading that sign. And she was just so happy about it. And I was like, oh, sis, like he clearly is not really into you, which we'll get into. But like, he's really not into you like that. And you're so happy. And I was just so sad and annoyed. But that is what made me like her because she really stood her ground. And she was like more serious in that moment. And I was like, yes, girl. Okay. So speaking of them, like going on with that same conversation, I wrote, why is his sister, why is his sister crying? So when Nancy met Bartiz's family, they started talking about the topic that they just were talking about, which was abortion talk. And Bartiz's sister started crying and she was like, I just can never imagine you guys are you getting an abortion because children are so special. And she started crying and as someone that is very, very much so pro-choice, that literally, like, I wanted to jump through the TV and jump her. Just because, one, this is not about you. Two, this is a hypothetical scenario, so why are you crying? And three, it's just cringy as hell. Like, there were precious babies, and, and it's like guilting someone because they have they are pro-choice. Like, that's weird. Yeah, I just did not like her at all after that. And the whole family, like the mom was talking about abortion and like why that's like basically not a good decision. And it just made it this whole thing that it didn't need to be. And I hated that. Like, his sister is super annoying for that. The next one I have, I feel bad for Nancy. She's asking for a hug. So... Let's just get into Bartiste and Nancy and why they're the highlight of today's conversation. Bartiste had a connection with Raven and Raven is, honestly, she's stunning. She's beautiful. She's a Pilates instructor, so she's fit. Um, She just is gorgeous. And he had a connection with Raven and Nancy, both in the pods, but he ended up asking Nancy to be his wife, basically. Um, when they all got to the honeymoon part and the whole entire like cast got to finally meet each other, which means that the people that had connections with possibly someone else got to meet the person that they were having connection with in the pods and like put a face to a name. So at this point, a lot of people, you know, you can get the people that are like, oh, thank God I didn't pick you. Or you get the people that are like, dang it, I wish I low-key picked this person because they look better. Like that's always going to happen. So that's been happening with two of the couples. So right now we're going to talk about Bartise and Nancy. So Bartise, like I said, made a connection with Raven. They get to the honeymoon part and they see each other for the first time. And Bartise is shook about how gorgeous she is. And he is honestly... Loki, you could tell, feeling some type of way. He feels lust for her. He thinks that she's super hot. Anyway, he brings us back to Nancy because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's better to have an honest conversation opposed to just feeling all those emotions and, like, being attracted to someone else and not telling your significant other, especially these circumstances. Like, these people all technically just met 10 days ago when he did have a connection with the Raven in the pods. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because of the situation. But when he approached Nancy about it, which is his current fiance, he was literally just talking about how attractive, how hot Raven was. He was like, when she came down the stairs, just glowing and her body is right. Like he was just raving about her. And then poor Nancy is just sitting there, like taking it all in. And I was saying on my Instagram story, like I would be damned if Alex was like raving about another girl in the sense, like she's so much hotter than you. She's just stunning and all this stuff. 
I'd be out the door so quick because, like I said earlier, beauty is in the eye of the beholder and there's somebody for everybody. There's somebody out there that's going to think you are the most gorgeous person in the world. So I would never be with somebody that is like second guessing that and they're like, uh, like you're okay, but like there's other people that are better. No, I'm no, you need to think I'm like the bombest thing walking this planet. So fast forward to some days later, um, they kind of were obviously standoffish because like, what the hell? And then Nancy comes in and she basically was like asking for a hug. And Bartice goes like, oh, you're so needy, like jokingly, I guess. But like that would hurt my feelings too, because when stuff happens like that, you're not joking. Like you actually think I'm being annoying and that I'm being needy because you don't want to hug me. So she was asking for a hug and he was kind of like standoffish about it. And I just felt really bad for her. And I was like, oh, this girl's so sweet. And she's just the struggle. So that's why I wrote, I feel bad for Nancy asking for a hug why they hype in Colleen so much so that's what that's what I wrote on my notes why are they hyping up Colleen so much so in the same idea Matt and Colleen Colleen is the ballet dancer that I mentioned that never lets you forget about it um she her and Matt are together and Cole who is with Zinnab who yeah who is with Zinnab had a connection with Colleen as well. So when they finally were able to see each other in person, Cole was so stunned by Colleen and her beauty, I guess, and he just would not let America forget that he thought Colleen was so hot and that's a girl that he normally would go after. Um, and then she reassured him at the pool that I would go after you too at the bar usually, like you're my type. Um, so basically Cole just thought Colleen was so bomb. And I said, why is she so hype? Because it got to the point where... Cole was expressing that he wasn't attracted to Zinnab like that, um, which to, it was to the point where I feel like we were being gaslighted. Like I started to think, well, maybe Colleen is just super pretty. And then I was looking back, I'm like, and not even trying to be a hater or being mean about like, she's fine. She's a pretty girl, but like Zinnab is gorgeous. Like she's really pretty. And I started to realize the reason why he doesn't think she's pretty is because that's just not his type of woman that he usually dates. Like if you're used to dating, um, white women, if we're just being honest, if you're used to dating white women and then you date a woman of color, that you might not even deem her beauty as beauty. So even if Zinnab looks better to Colleen to most people, he, it doesn't matter. He's still going to think Colleen looks better for the simple fact that he doesn't view Zinnab's um, beauty in the same way. You know what I mean? So that's something that I realized while I was watching the show. Okay, Raven and SK. So Raven is the really pretty girl I was talking about and SK is the Nigerian. And I said they won't work because they are way too opposite. And at the end of this list, you will see that I was actually right. But anyway, I was like, they don't work. Well, maybe I wasn't right, but so far I was right. But I said they don't work because Raven is just like, she's really independent, but she has a strong, like, to me, a strong personality. Like, she kind of comes across a little bit mean. Like, I guess I'm just really used to overly nice people that are really nice all the time. So, when someone isn't really nice, I'm like, <gasps> it stresses me out. I'm like, oh, you're mean, you're mean. And she kind of gives off, like, a mean streak a little bit. And SK is super, super chill. Like, his voice is very mellow. He's never raised his voice the whole season. And he's just chill. Like, I just feel like he says yes to he would just say yes to things and he's just really kind and gentle hearted. And I was worried at first that maybe she would walk all over him, which I don't think is the case. I just think that she has a stronger personality, um, but it can come across a little bit mean, just a tiny bit. And I feel like only because the SK is so quiet into himself that it feels like hers is like a lot bigger. 
Matt low-key gives off abusive vibes. Yes, I, yes. I'm about to say I agree. Of course I agree. I'm the one that wrote it. I'm so used to like getting your guys' submissions that in saying I agree. <laughs> anyway, but yes, Matt low-key gives off abusive vibes. I say that because there was two altercations that happened. One was he was mad that Colleen told Cole that he, that she thought he was cute. Which, okay, I can say you could be mad because I can come across as flirting. But the way that Matt responded was insane. Like, he literally blew up to the point where, you know when you watch someone get mad and you're like, wait, you low-key are giving abusive energy. Like, you probably would hit somebody. He gives that. Like, I feel like he punches walls and stuff. Like, when he's mad, which I would never want to be with someone like that because I'm like, okay, well, next could be your face if you make him too mad. And he just gives off that energy low-key. Hopefully, I'm wrong about that, but I just did not like that argument. And then they had another argument about um, when Colleen went to the club with the rest of the girls of the cast, and he was really pissed off about that. And that also just gave off controlling, abusive vibes too. So I am on to him. I'm like, hmm... I don't know what they'll say at the end of the day at the altar, but, like, I low-key hope they say no um, because I just feel like that could be a bad situation, um, especially because I always look at it like this, too. The beginning of a relationship, even though their relationships are, like, on steroids because they have to move so freaking fast, I still feel like people in the beginning of a relationship are at their best. Like, the prime time of a relationship is at the beginning. Everyone's acting their best, being their best, being their most considerate, thoughtful, loving person that they can possibly be. And then if you find yourself in arguments already in the beginning, that is not going to work out. It's just not because that's the best that they can do. So imagine in a year from now, imagine a year from now. Absolutely not. Okay, the next one I have is men are annoying and only respect each other's opinion. Facts. So back to the Matt and Colleen thing, when Cole talked to Matt and told him like what happened about how he told her, he told Colleen that she thought he was, about how he told Colleen that he thought she was beautiful and and he, and she said it back. Matt was like, oh, okay, I understand the situation now. She probably did tell me that, but I was just so angry. I, I didn't listen. And it's like, it really took a man for you to calm down and for you to get the truth, the, the true side of the story. Like, why didn't you listen to your fiance? Like, little things like that are, to me, red flags. It's like, it, take, it took you, your homeboy or your man, a man, to tell you how to feel correctly. Like, you should have just be listening to your wife or your fiance or your girl regardless and not needing a guy to reassure your feelings in that way. My next one, people need to remember that being attracted to someone is super important. Every show like this always proves that. Yes. So obviously the premise of the show, Love is Blind. And I wrote this down because it was, um, I, I believe it was a scene with Bartice and Nancy. And I was basically just saying, yes, it's sad and it sucks to watch Bartice talk about um, Raven's looks versus Nancy's looks and, you know, kind of compare and be attracted to Raven more. And he, he was saying things like, you know, I feel like I want to keep working on us, but maybe I'll just grow into loving you through, I, I already, like he was saying, he already loves her, but he'll just grow into liking her looks more. Um, and obviously that really is sad to hear, but at the end of the day, looks do matter. And I'm not even saying that looks have to look a certain way. It's just they matter to whatever your standard is. Like, like, yes, maybe you could fall in love with someone for their personality. And then as time goes on, they, you fall in love with how they look or maybe just their personality and you don't care about looks. Like, that could very well be the case, too. But when if someone cares about looks, they're always going to care about looks. 
Like, I would not want to be with someone that usually cares about looks. I come in the picture, they don't care about looks, and they like my personality. Because what I just think what happens sometimes is, like, when you get the opportunity to be with somebody that has a great personality, like the person you're with, and they have the looks attached to it that you actually like and are attracted to, I just feel like that can end bad. So, nah, yeah, that's not for me. And that's why my next one says, never rely on emotional connection to get you to physical attraction. And I don't want to say never, ever, ever, because I'm sure there's a lot of success stories out there where, like I said, they were attracted to their personality and they grew in love with them, with their looks, because they're like, that's what's beautiful to me is their inside. But maybe that's just me. Like, I just would not want to be with somebody. I just would not want to be with somebody that doesn't think I'm attractive because I feel like there's just plenty of men out there that would. Um, and that's for anybody, no matter what you look like, there's a type for everybody. And you just need to go find the person that thinks you're beautiful because that's what you deserve. So I feel like Nancy deserves that. And then also on the flip side, on the flip side, Bartiste deserves someone that he's physically attracted to too. It works in both ways. Okay, next one. You don't get to yell and act a fool just because you're mad at the moment. I stated this one because of Colleen and Matt and how I talked about Matt gives off abusive vibes because he's just overly over the top dramatic with their arguments. Um, and he was talking, once again, now he was talking to his homeboys, his friends, like his actual friends, his real life friends were talking to him about the argument that him and Colleen had. And they were telling Colleen like, yeah, he just like gets angry and yells and blah, blah, blah. But then he comes around. I'm like, no, you don't get to do that. You don't get to be rude and yell at me and just cause a scene and then come back around hours later and be like, yeah, I'm sorry. I messed up. Like, and then do that over and over again. That is so manipulative and like narcissist behavior where that's a huge red flag. And I feel like people don't look at that enough. They just look at the fact like, oh, they apologize. They're like, oh, they're really sorry. So no, you should have never put me in that position in the first place to feel like that for you to even have to apologize for your stupid actions. So no. My next one, I feel like the cast really said they were in love extra hard this season. Was that something by the production or what? Yes. Oh my gosh. So in the first season and the second season, I feel like they did not say I love you that much. Like this season, they have been saying I love you. It's the love of my life. I want to be with you forever. So often where I kind of feel like either one, they just feel this way. I don't know. Or two, the Netflix team was like, okay, you guys really need to say I love you more so you can really sell the love story. So that way at the end when people say no, they don't want to marry someone or whatever, we'll all be like super shocked because I'm like, I mean, I get it. It's dating on steroids and I can't, I mean, I've never been on a reality show, a reality love show before. So I don't really know what that feels like and I don't know what I would feel like either, but Knowing myself, I just feel like it's so fast to be like so, so badly in love. And the way that they're talking about it is like kind of insane a little bit. Like it's crazy. And I feel like I'm like, I don't know if that's them or if, or if it's production because maybe they were like, okay, y'all, y'all really got to like amp up the I love you, the I love you's this season. I don't know. But y'all let me know what you think. If you've watched it, I want to know if you've noticed or picked up on the fact that they've said it a lot more this year or this season. Okay, so this is something that um, SK's mom and family said to Raven, and they said, make sure you always have food in the house. That's why you should, oh, yeah, make sure you always have food in the house, like rice and stew or something. 
Um, and I wrote, that's why you should always date people with the same cultural expectations because absolutely not. Um, and obviously it varies from each generation. So like SK, like the SK is Nigerian, so his family is Nigerian and they're and the culture there is very traditional. So their expectations for a wife and what a woman should be doing is very traditional. And like, they really play into gender roles. Um, and not that you can't date someone with a cultural difference, obviously that's not, I'm not saying that, but the expectations do have to be the same. Like I would not date someone that expectation of me was, you know, like a 1920s housewife. That's just not who I am. That's just not what a lot of women are today anyway. Like I said last week in the podcast, but, um, I feel like that's luckily for Raven. SK is, you know, he's younger than his parents, obviously. So he has different viewpoints. His mom is going to be a lot more traditional and each, each generation that gets, each generation is going to get better and better of like expecting those gender roles, um, are not expecting those gender roles. So I think they'll be fine with that. But when they said, like, make sure you have food ready at all times, make sure you're doing this and doing that, Raven was like, are you serious right now? Like, her her eyes were, like, wide open, like, absolutely not. Because that's just not the kind of girl she is. Like, she's an independent woman. She works. She makes her own money. She's not about to be at home waiting for him to come home and having meals and meals and meals when she had a full day of work, too. That's just not how it's going to work, honey. Oh, and then he, and then the mom also told her, humble yourself. Like, you have to humble yourself if you're going to be a wife because a man has to feel like a man. And she was like, even if you make more money, you still need to make him feel like a man. Like, mm, maybe you should just not be toxic and just be a man because you're a man. Like, just know how to be a man without having to put some type of standard on it. Like, your woman should be making less money than you, and she should be submissive to you, and she should be cooking and cleaning for you. Like, you can be a man without having to think those things. And if you are making more money than your man, oh, well, like, get his bread up. He can get his bread up. I don't know. And if he has a problem with it, then you should be with him, because absolutely not. Because if I was making more money than Alex, or if I'm, or when I'm making more money than Alex, I know for a fact, we always talk about this. He is like, I would never care. I'd be like, yes, sugar mama. Yes, queen. Make that money. Still on Raven and SK. So Raven's parents do not want to go to the wedding because they simply don't agree with how they're getting married. Um, and this is also happening with Cole's family and they don't want to meet Zinib. And because they just don't agree with the process of how they all found each other on this show, which is really sad because what parents need to realize too, it's like your kids are going to do what they want to do and you can either be a part of it or you cannot. Either way, they're going to move how they're going to move. So if you want them in your life and you want to be friends with your kids and you might as well just get with the program. So I do feel bad for Raven because I know she wants her family there. She doesn't have a lot of support in that sense. So her friends are the ones that have been there for like picking out her dress and like going to the meeting SK and all that stuff. She doesn't have her family there because they're just not down. And for Cole, I feel like Cole's a little bit different too because they his family doesn't want to be there, but yet they follow her on Instagram. So they know what she looks like. And a part of me can't help but to think like, I don't know. I'm like, is there racist vibes going on because you don't want to go? You don't want to meet her because why? Like, make it make sense. Because I'm like, if this was Colleen, would you have the same energy of not wanting to meet her? Question mark, question mark. I don't think so. But I do get, like, for these parents, it's a hard pill to swallow. Like, with when you're thinking about your kid getting married, it's not through love is blind, <laughs> obviously. Like, this is not something that's normal. So I get their feelings of being maybe annoyed or, like, 
like what are you doing with your life why are you on the show why are you getting married like this you only know this person for like a month what I did not raise you like this I feel like it's a lot of that ego that is um really making them not want to go to the wedding but you just gotta get over it because you're gonna be sad if you they do say yes and this person is their husband or wife for the rest of their life and you just chose to opt out of that special moment okay my next one they shouldn't be allowed to ask if they want to marry them or not the whole point is to find out at the end. Yeah, so they were, like, throughout this season, and, like, especially the most more recent episodes, they were all, like, kind of asking each other, are you going to say yes at the altar? I need an answer. Are you going to say yes or no? Like, how are you feeling right now? Are you are you 100% sure about me? And I'm like, that should not be allowed. Like, the production team should be like, don't ask those questions. The whole point that makes it so, like, anticipated is at the end when they say yes or no at the altar not during the episodes and I guess that makes a little bit more juicy sometimes because some of these people really really be like I'm 100% in I'm gonna say yes they get to the altar they're like no so (laughs) that's always really shocking like last season was hella shocking with that like three of the couples I was completely caught off guard by like I thought one of the people were gonna say yes but they ended up saying no but I still don't think they should be saying, like, saying that. Or not. I don't think they should be asking each other, are they going to say yes or no? Like, I don't know. I just don't like that because, one, is just too much pressure. And you have the right to wait until you're at the altar because that's the whole point of the show. Okay, I wrote, Zinup does have a certain personality where I understand what Cole was saying. So, in the most recent, one of the most recent episodes, Cole and Zinup had a conversation and he just felt like, she wasn't sweet enough and like he and that she didn't like him and I feel like he kind of um the conversation got weird because he asked her like are you bipolar or he said something like that which was annoying but when he was talking about that she's not sweet enough I think it came across like as a as a man telling a woman like you need to be sweet be sweet like we're supposed to not have different emotions or have an attitude or have any type of sass to us I think that's what it felt like but I do understand what he was saying in the sense of she has a dry personality and it also can come off like condescending or like that she's trying to belittle him in a way. Like if like I get the example was they were cooking chicken and like he didn't do something right and she's like, oh my God, like and trying to fix it for him. Like I don't like I wouldn't like when people do that to me. And I would want to tell the person to like, don't treat me like that. Like, okay, I messed up or I didn't know this, but you don't have to make it seem like I'm less than or like so small or like a child because you had to help me with this or you understood this more than me. And I do feel like she does that a little bit because I think she feels so much more womanly over him because he feels like a frat boy. Like he literally feels so young. Um, So I feel like she does do that. And I did agree with him a little bit in that moment, even though he's still not my favorite. <laughs> Okay, the next one I wrote, humans are weird, riding animals and chasing them, like, what is that? Because at the bachelorette, sorry, at the bachelor party, they all went to the saloon, saloon? Yeah, that's how you say it, saloon, all the guys did, and they were, like, you know, bull riding and stuff, but they had a moment where they let all the people that were celebrating a bachelor party come down to the dirt pit, and they released, like, baby goats or whatever, and they were chasing them, trying to get, like, a tag off their ear, or, like, or whatever that was, and they were chasing them, and I, it just made me think, like, humans are beyond weird, like, why are we chasing baby goats and have an audience, like, what, like, what are we doing, what are we doing, and it made me really think, like, okay, it's one thing to eat animals, which obviously is probably already bad, and then we wear animals, and then also now we, like, chase them, 
Like, I don't know. We're just weird people. Like, humans are weird. That's all. Okay, so now we're at the latest episode, which is the the first two weddings. Like, the first two couples are going to go to the altar and say yes or no. And this is literally the moment, if you watch Love is Blind, that you are waiting for. Because it's, like, highly anticipated. So, the first couple, SK and Raven. So, the whole entire time, as they're getting dressed, it's giving very much they're going to say yes. Like, it's going to be a happy ending. Super excited. Raven looks absolutely stunning in her wedding dress. And it's just giving good vibes. Why? SK said no. He said not right now at the end. Spoiler. So, so hopefully you watched it by now. But it, it came out yesterday. So, if you're a real fan, you should have watched it. Anyway... He said no at the altar to Raven. And I literally screamed. I was so stunned because I just knew they were going to, I just knew they were going to say yes. Not even, like, I, I told you guys earlier that I didn't think that they're hella compatible. But the way they were making it sound all leading up to the wedding was that they were going to say yes. And I think Netflix does a good job at editing it the whole season because they always be catching us off guard with that. But he said no, not right now. And she took it like a G, like, she took it like a champ. She was so, like, graceful about it. And she cried, of course. But she was like, you know, it is what it is. And his mom came and hugged her and everything. Because um, I don't think that ends their relationship. It just means they're not getting married right now. And his reasoning was because um, his reasoning was because he's actually going to medical school, I believe. And he's going to be moving to L.A. And she doesn't live. I think they. I think this takes place in Texas. Maybe I'm super wrong, but it doesn't take place in L.A. He's going to move. And they really need to, like, go over, like, how that relationship is going to look like long distance. So he just felt like that wasn't a perfect time to get married with their circumstances. And she completely understood that. So I do think they're still together according to TikTok and what I've seen her post. Her vibe is giving off that they're still together. They're just not married. But they're still, they technically all would still be engaged even if you said no at the altar. So we'll see. But that was so shocking. I literally screamed because I was like, What? I just knew they were about to say yes. I just knew they were going to say yes. That was that was a twist, I will say. And then, so that was that. Um, we'll see how that plan, that turns out in the reunion. That's why the reunion's the best part because you, that's the part that's up today. So the next couple that they started their wedding part was Nancy and Barty. So they're getting dressed. Nancy is crying with her parents getting dressed. Bartise is crying. And it's really gearing up to that they are going to say yes. But of course, to make it dramatic, the episode ends right before Barty says, I do or I do not. I have this feeling, I have this feeling that Bartise is going to say no. And I'm excited to watch it November 9th to see if I'm correct or not. But because if you watch the episode, Nancy gave him a bunch of little gifts that reminded him or of their relationship, like little things that happened. Like it was like floss because he forgot to floss at night before or vitamins because he always steals her vitamins or just little cute gifts that he would only understand. And he started hella crying and he was in the bathroom, like crying so hard. And he was like, see, this is what it's all about. Like the little things. And I'm just like, oh my God, he was going, he was so thankful. But also what my brain thought about this scene was he knows that he wants to say no. And when she gave him those gifts, it made it more difficult because he was like, wow, this girl really loves me. She cares for me. 
She does little things that makes me feel special. How can I say no to this? What if I don't find something like this again? Like, this is a very special girl, but he, Loki, knows he wants to say no. I think that is why he was so emotional, because that made him realize, like, oh, shit, I don't know what to do. So, we'll see what happens with that. But that, my friends, is my wrap-up on reality television and Love is Blind. I, like I said, love reality TV, and I'm excited to see what happens at the end of Love is Blind and who is still together. So please let me know if you're watching this so we can discuss. Oh, that was loud. So we can discuss what your thoughts are. Also, let me know if you are watching anything cool on Netflix because I feel like I go through shows fairly quickly and I'm always on the hunt for something else. So a movie or a show, let me know, let me know, let me know. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode because I know I did. I really needed to get those thoughts out. Like, there's only so much things I could say on my Instagram story or tell Alex or put in my notes. I just needed to grab the microphone and talk about it. And I know there's people out there that love Love is Blind, that love reality TV just like me. And we're just like reality TV whores, okay? (laughs) So for Imani's final thoughts today, make sure you date someone that finds you attractive. I mean, that was like the motif of the episode today. I felt so bad for Zinnab and Nancy because their men were not thinking they were attractive at first and everyone has the right to feel or everyone should feel confident in the relationship that they're in. And also on the other half, everyone has the right to be attracted to who they're with. Like that's a given. Um, But at the end of the day, don't force yourself to be with someone that you simply do not want to be with. So that is Imani's final thoughts for the day. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. Make sure you make a five-star review and write a nice little review on Apple Podcasts, okay? Because that really helps me. And thank you so much. Love you guys and see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. You can watch the full episode on YouTube and make sure to send in your stories and questions at dearymoney.com. Reminder, I am not responsible for the outcome of any advice you take from me. Unless it's good, then I get all the credit. See you next week. Mwah!